Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from our Facebook group and it says, my husband and I disagree about how to handle bedtime for our five-year-old. It's been a struggle to get her to sleep before 11 p.m. Here are the basics, potty, bath, brush teeth, read books, little snuggle time, then I tell her, you can play quietly in your room until you are ready to sleep. But here's the thing. She'll sometimes play until 11 p.m. My husband wants to tell her you need to be in bed now when it's, say, 9 p.m. or 9.30. This kicks off a huge temper tantrum and sets back bedtime even further. I say just let her play until she's tired. Any advice on how to handle different approaches to bedtime routines? So two things are going on here. One You have a kid who maybe isn't going to bed until 11 p.m. Five-year-old may not be getting up for school, but if they're not yet, that's kind of around the corner. And I'm going to link to an article from the mayoclinic.org. And they suggest that a three to five-year-old needs between 11 and 13 hours of sleep a night, which is a ton of sleep. And so I'm betting that a five-year-old who's going to bed at 11 p.m. is not getting that sleep. Possibly they're sleeping still and taking a nap during the day. So there's two issues. Number one, I think you need to move the bedtime back. I'm going to link to this article. I think there's a lot of different ways to do this. I think your problem is that your husband and you have set up this kind of binary of I want to do it my way, which doesn't work, but you want to do it your way, which also doesn't really work in that you have a kid who's up until 11 or you have a kid who's tantruming at nine and then setting the whole night into chaos. I think there are 10 other ways in between the way you're currently doing it. I do think that when you say you can play until you're tired, it's setting a kid up to say, this is my time in the day. And I would back away from that and start saying, you can move the whole bedtime routine up and say at eight from 830 to nine, that's your playtime. You get it. But at nine o'clock, then we get in bed. If we're tantruming at that time, I think that is a response to a change. And you can Google the phrase extinction burst. And Amy talks a lot about this, about how when we change rules with our kids, 
they fight it until they give in. And so I think that a bedtime routine that is organized around a 9 p.m. bedtime might serve your whole family better. I am going to link to this mayoclinic.org article because there's way too many methods around this to really get into on an ask episode. But I think it's worthwhile because you've got a problem at home and you've got a marriage problem. And I know for myself that we kind of have a default rule that no takes it in our house. So that if I'm saying to my husband, I cannot stand having dinner at eight o'clock, it's too late for me and it makes me really stressed out, that's kind of the thing that takes it. And I think I would say to my spouse, I can't function in a house where a child is awake until 11 p.m. at night. And I think that's a reasonable point of view for your husband to be taking. But then your feeling is the other option is even more chaotic. And for me, the solution is make the other option. A 9 p.m. bedtime is extremely reasonable for a five-year-old. It's going to take, I would bet about two weeks of hard work to reestablish that routine, to push through the extinction burst, and to get your kid used to the idea that playtime happens and then staying in bed quietly happens. And I just think it's going to be a happier evening all around. And then you're going to have a five-year-old who is much better rested. This is going to take an investment of some really unpleasant nights that are going to stink. But you'd be surprised how much a five-year-old can sense that mom and dad are not on the same page. So I think it's a two-step process. Have a conversation between you and your spouse where you say, so listen, your approach is not working for me and my approach isn't working for you. I found this article from this podcast at Mayo Clinic, and we're going to read it together, and we are going to try to set a new bedtime of 9 p.m. that doesn't involve this constant tantruming and chaos. And, you know, we have talked to so many parenting experts, and I think that when we set up what we call false binaries, either the kid is awake until 11 p.m., or we have to deal with terrible tantrums at 9 p.m. that we get on wrong sides of the net from our partner. What I want you to do is you and your spouse are going to get on the same side of the net. On the other side of the net is the problem of getting your kid to bed by 9 p.m., which is going to work better for both of you. And then you're going to read you're going to research, you're going to try some solutions, and you are going to stay together against the problem of how do we get our five-year-old peacefully to sleep at 9 p.m. Maybe it's 10.30 at first, then you move it back to 10, then you move it back to 9.30. But the two of you should be working together to solve this problem check out this article. There's plenty of good advice. There is a ton of writing on bedtime. There are a ton of videos about bedtime routines that work. And I think you and spouse should be together in figuring this problem out. And I want to say, having been there, it can be solved and life is better when the children are asleep by 9 or 9.30. 
I hope that helps. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can ask them on our Facebook page, or you can always send them to questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com, and you might hear your dilemma answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now, Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.